Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 140 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Jasmine Greenaway. Jasmine is a cloud developer advocate for Microsoft. She's been working as a .NET developer since late 2009, which has given her the opportunity to travel the world and make use of Visual Studio's extensibility framework in an open source environment. Jasmine also teaches at a local community college and co-organizes Brooklyn JS. So Jasmine, can I ask you to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So I started uh, working part-time as an intern while I was at the end of university, um, got hired full-time. And you know, from there, I went to another company in, in within Florida. So I graduated from college in Florida. And then I decided to make a move to New York. And um, it was still to me, one of the best decisions of my life. It really uh, gave me a really good outlook on my career and, you know, made me a little bit more, uh, I guess, positive. I used to be very, very shy and um, very, very quiet, which is something that not most advocates or people who are in developer relations are like. And that's where I actually started uh, doing talks. And uh, I started doing small talks, talk, small like lightning talks. And then that turned into larger 30 minute talks and where I eventually ended up at GitHub where I was working on this extension for Visual Studio called GitHub Visual Studio. So from there you can pretty much create your own, you create pull requests and do code reviews all within Visual Studio. So I did a talk about something I was working on on that team and I spoke at a conference about it and somebody reached out to me about a position at Microsoft about a advocate position. I wasn't familiar familiar with Azure at the time, but I was really interested in what I could do there and what, you know, what my career could be could look like. Um, so yeah, I took the plunge and then from there I also, um, someone reached out to me about um, a teaching opportunity. So I teach beginning web development at a local community college in Queens, New York. And I do that um, every few terms or so. And and it's a really, really, it's a lot of fun because I get to uh, see the students grow, you know, where they'll, you know, they'll tell me they're scared, they don't know how to code. And then toward the end of the semester, they've, you know, built this really amazing, cool project. And then with the meetup, uh, we uh, Brooklyn JS is this meetup that's every third Thursday. We have amazing speakers who come and speak for ten minutes about something they're really passionate about, and then we all get together and kind of and kind of chat and hang out and get to know each other and make really good connections. It's always a really fun time at Brooklyn JS or any of um, the Borough JS meetups, which is the network of. Uh, meetups within or JavaScript-based meetups within uh, within New York City, um, and they're all great, and they all have wonderful have wonderful communities. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. In terms of the the local community college, how long have you been doing that for? I've doing been doing that for about two years now. And what have you learned from that? That must be quite an, an interesting environment. 
the most important thing that I've learned is that sometimes when you are explaining something to somebody who might not become might be coming from the same background as you, for example, students who maybe have never opened a text editor or seen an IDE ever, sometimes you have to be sure to recap what you're teaching and also make sure to go slowly because if you and I are chatting and we're talking about something in code, you know, there's some terms that I can kind of gloss over, gloss over or some background or context that you might not need explaining. Students, students need that and they need that, um, they need that background and they need, uh, you know, a little extra handholding because this is something entirely new to them. And, you know, you know, it's a big, big task to learn how to, you know, start from nothing, you know, start from like an empty, an empty text editor all the way to like a full project with a, you know, a few pages in four months. Yeah, absolutely. Um, presumably you get, you get feedback towards the end of it from the people who've actually been through the courses as well. Do they feel they've achieved or, or do they feel a sense of accomplishment by the time they've actually completed the course? Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of uh, the feedback um, has been around, um, you know, and, and of course I've proved on it on, uh, in the past, like how I was mentioning, you know, going slower, recapping what we've learned, that's been very helpful for them. And toward the end, you know, you know, when they sit down, they uh, talk to me and they say, hey, I really appreciate you, you know, going over this. I didn't get it, but now I do. Or even, you know, I will spend some time doing um, one-on-ones with uh, students who need, uh, you know, some more help or need me to explain something. It really uh, makes a difference to sit down with them and really help them, you know, reach that goal that they're trying to reach. Because most of the time they're so close and all they need is just, you know, a little bit. Sometimes it's just encouragement that they need. But sometimes it's just, you know, one little thing that they just need uh, to clear the air on to get them to where they need to be. And it's so rewarding to see them go, yeah, and like scream and cheer. Um, Not really screaming, but just like saying yay (laughs) and hooray, you know, clapping. So things like that. Cool. Okay. Um, So Jasmine, can you perhaps share a career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and perhaps don't? You need to be comfortable with what you know now. When you see something that you might not know about or might not have as much knowledge about, you can get to that point if you want. Technology is moving at such a fast pace. It can sometimes put you in a place of imposter syndrome because you, you you say to yourself, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know this happened, you know, and, you know, you have Twitter, you have blog posts and all these things that, you know, are coming at you and it can be quite overwhelming. Just know that you can learn that new thing. You can, you can understand that new thing. You can understand that concept. Don't be so hard on yourself because you don't know it now. Yeah, that's very true. I think the, the other part of that is being able to break down perhaps into smaller chunks, that whole objective. So it's, it becomes far more easy to understand that you can actually achieve it. Yes, absolutely. You know, from my background in programming, that is one thing that we always try to do when we're, you know, we have a complex task, you know. So the real thing is that you just need to apply it to, you know, what that new task is. And, you know, learning 
learning something new is can be a daunting and you know lofty task. So breaking it down into little pieces can make it much easier for you to adapt and and learn and grow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, Jasmine, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? I got into this really, really, really bad and deep place of like imposter syndrome. Um, I was on this team where everybody was a senior developer and I felt like I was out of place. I couldn't contribute. I felt like I couldn't contribute and I felt very frozen. I just felt like I would, you know, come to work and I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't making any progress. I wasn't doing anything or I felt like I wasn't doing anything right. And at the end of the day, you know, someone told me, you, you're doing a good job. All you need to do is just ask for help when you feel like, you know, you're struggling a little bit. I've, I've, I found myself being a little bit uh, more quiet on the chat and a little bit more withdrawn. And, you know, my team took notice of that. And I, I'm very thankful to them to this day for them, you know, reaching out to me and, you know, really helping me get to where I wanted to be technically and feel a little bit more comfortable with my, comfortable with my work and also help me improve my confidence. What do you think you learned about yourself through that experience? That I know I know more than I thought I did and that confidence sometimes is just key to, you know, get you to where you want to be. Like it's so easy for you to, you know, see a big task and say, "Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'll never be able to do that." But at the end of the day, you know, when you you try it and you look back and you're like, "Wow, I thought I couldn't do that." But this is possible. I, this is, you know, I'm capable. And, you know, and back to this uh, situation here, you know, I got hired there, you know, and so the people who hired me thought I was capable and believed that I was capable. And, and I should, if they're believing in me, I should believe in myself. Yes, absolutely. So Jasmine, moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? I would say that was my most recent talk that I did back in August with a coworker. We had this really fun project. Um, there's this anonymous uh, Twitter account named HorseJS. And what HorseJS will do is will uh, scour the internet for, uh, or scour Twitter specifically for people who are maybe tweeting about web development and. Um, well, what HorseJS will do is it'll take that uh, sentence or whatever that tweet is and like take parts of it and make completely new sentence out of context. And usually it's pretty funny. And so it's anonymous. Nobody knows who it is. There's always been whispers. So me and this team member, we uh, used we used some um, Azure services to uh, do a little bit of um, machine learning. Uh, well, actually, we thought it was machine learning, and it turns out that it was really mostly a data science and statistics problem. So that was our first step. <laughs> and then we started like gathering all this data and um, started really putting like putting it on charts. And we got to uh, a really small set subset of uh, suspects. And <laughs> so the thing is, is that we didn't want to make we wanted to make sure that we didn't expose anybody because you know we were a little bit worried about exposing that person at the conference. JSConf US is uh, pretty 
big conference, a lot of, you know, you see a lot of amazing talks there. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are there and watching and these talks are recorded. So we agreed from the beginning, like we're not going to like, you know, say on on stage. And um, the presentation is on uh, on YouTube, but um, the organizers actually set up with us or talked with us before we got on stage and asked us if um, we can, they can pretend that they're like shooing us off stage um, <laughs> when we're going to do this quote unquote big reveal. Um, that was the first time I have ever been booed on stage. But I mean, of course it was, you know, with, within re- reason. And we actually had to leave from the back of uh, the venue because we were worried we were going to get uh, hounded by <laughs> all kinds of questions. But everyone was a really good sport about it. And yeah, it was, you know, a really big conference that com- uh, JS Comp had been happening for a few years and it, you know, they had a hiatus and this is the first time it came back. We were last talk of the whole conference and it was a really good feeling to be able to, you know, and I'm, I have a background in uh, C Sharp and, you know, this project that we did was in JavaScript. So it felt really good to be able to, you know, do something in a language that I don't use very, I, that, or, or that I don't, I use not as often as I do, you know, with C Sharp and really have fun and um, get to collaborate with some of my uh, team members. Um, that's one of the things that I really, really enjoy. And I feel like for me, it was just a really great, great, great way to exercise teamwork and, you know, be able to challenge myself a little bit. Sure. Presumably you've had people asking you after the event um, who that person is. Yeah. We actually put up a website and we asked the person who all the clues pointed to if we could put them on the website. And they said yes, though they have denied any hand in uh, these quote-unquote allegations. But even if it's not, it was really fun to to do it. Okay. So, Jasmine, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I really enjoy the fact that if I wanted to try something else in the industry, there is so many paths I can take. You know, I have, you know, my background is mostly software engineering, but now here I am as a developer advocate in developer relations. And, you know, it's been so fun to be able to write code and show people what I did with that. That's like my favorite type of blog post I like to do. And what I love about being on this team is like, or my team specifically is like, you know, it's a little bit of a choose your own adventure. Some people like to speak a lot. Some people like to write code. Some people like to, you know, bring feedback internally to uh, product teams. And, you know, some people have actually developed these skills and evolved and decided to move on to some somewhere else within Microsoft. You know, Microsoft's very huge and, you know, it's very, very easy for you to, you know, move within the company. And just like within Microsoft, I, I feel like um, that can expand to like the, the wider industry. There's just so many avenues you can take. There's so many things to learn and research and anybody can really build the rapport and, you know, the skills that they want. And, and on top of that, yeah, the skills, like, the uh, information is so easily available nowadays. You know, uh, back in the day, you know, I felt like Stack Overflow was my only source, but now I can go, I can easily find like a a blog post or even a tutorial and get started and learn something new. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Yes. 
So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I was one of the many uh, millennials who who had a MySpace and a live journal and Neopets and was one of the many who uh, decided to, you know, um, customize it. And then for me, that evolved to using uh, GeoCities, which was, I believe, I think it was Yahoo's uh, web platform. And so I was making little sites for myself. And that's kind of really where it stopped for me when I was younger. And then I wanted to go to school to uh, be a scientist. Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to be uh, a meteorologist. I wanted to like research the weather. And I knew that like computer science or experience in computer science could help you get ahead. So I, I went to university, I minored in computer science and I liked computer science better. So I switched my major. So I have this minor in (laughs) um, meteorology that I don't really use. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're not asking questions, you're not doing your job. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people are often hesitant about asking questions, particularly early on, because they feel it exposes them too much. I feel like it's a worse feeling when you make assumptions and, you know, act on them instead of, you know, asking for clarification. Exactly, yeah. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I think I'd be interested in exploring security. I think I would probably try to do do something around maybe being like a white hack hacker or something. I think that's just a really fascinating and interesting. I saw um, interesting uh, field. I saw a talk a few months ago about uh, he was a I think a chief or chief or VP of security at this company, and he was like showing us all these like really interesting demos, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. So I think that'd be a really interesting thing to. explore. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So for me, I would like to work on a promotion. Right now, our team has been focusing a lot on our audiences. And so we've actually reorganized our teams into how we'll be like approach or be approaching this you know, strategy. And so I've actually joined a team of advocates who are going to be focused on our education community and our um, and our education audience, and so I've been doing a lot of work on uh, brainstorming and trying to figure out how to really shine, you know, in this pretty much this new team. And for me, that's been you know kind of really uh, looking into what makes a senior a senior. And for me, that's initiative, that's leadership. So I'm really trying to show or trying to work on, you know, on things on where I know I can not only do well, but also shine. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's not only about, you know, me, it's about making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm working with my team. So it's about collaboration and also making sure that, you know, I'm advocating for myself and yeah, and just staying focused. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? The one thing that I find really, really important to do is to make sure that you know how you communicate or know and so that you can communicate effectively. The industry has, you know, been doing a lot of work on supporting remote employees, which, you know, I love. I think I think it's a great idea. And for me, and I'm, I'm also remote and I really enjoy being a, you know, a remote environment. 
But it's so important that when you, you know, you're not getting that face-to-face interaction, being able to communicate efficiently. And, you know, most, most of that is through chat or through email. So making sure that, you know, you're talking to people and, you know, you're speaking to people and that, you know, and that you're, um, and they're understanding what you're trying to communicate. Um, and you're, you know, explaining things clearly in a way that everybody can digest and understand is pretty important. And for me, the one way that I did this was I would go into um, channels or channels or chat rooms where, you know, where it wasn't just like work talk. So, you know, maybe some kind of hobby or maybe people are just sharing a bunch of funny pictures. This was one way for me to kind of, you know, really hone in on my communication skills. You know, I found myself explaining things less as, you know, I understood like how I like to communicate and, you know, being uh, cognizant and aware of, you know, the way I like to talk and speak. And Jasmine, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I think it's it would be the same as my career advice. Don't be afraid to ask questions. It's really important that you get the clarification that you need to move forward on something. You don't want to end up being stalled or, you know, stuck. You know, in some ways, you know, you can you can even feel a little embarrassing, but it's really a muscle that you have to exercise. It was just a very hard thing for me to, you know, learn and to get over. And I'm not even saying like question everything. I'm just saying, you know, if you have a question that you don't know the answer to, don't be afraid to ask because you know what? Someone might also have that same question and um, you'll feel better when, you know, you get your answer. Yes, absolutely. It's a strange one, actually. I've seen it and and I've experienced it myself that actually the more you ask questions, the more confident you get. So it, it's one of it's a strange one because you obviously think it would be the other way around, but it's not. It's the more you put yourself out there and start asking those questions, the more your confidence builds. Yes. And Jasmine, finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? On Twitter. So uh, my Twitter handle is Paladique, uh, P-A-L-A-D-I-Q-U-E. That's where I engage the most on social media. Jasmine, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Likewise. Thank you very much. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice, and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e, and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions, and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.